The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 162, recorded October 27th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me today is... Michael Diaz. Welcome, mother half. Hello, Joe. How are you? <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Another week. Um, I told listeners last week that I would uh, try and see Black Adam, and I failed you. I, I, I could not. Oh, talk you said to you people. tried. Did you try to see it? And you're like, oh, maybe I'll go see that. I tried. I really tried hard. My significant other did not try hard enough. Yes, no interest. Zero. And for the record, I am not your significant other. No. Right. <laughs> but I also had very little interest. It did uh, great numbers, though, or not great. It did really good numbers. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it. I, I still want to see it in the theater. I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes is higher on the. Audience score versus the, you know, the critics. But you know, a friend of mine who's a pretty big comic book guy that you know, maybe he he sends us messages on on Facebook and whatnot. Named Patrick, he's a heck of a comic guy, and he he enjoyed yeah. it. He's, he's pretty tough. He's pretty tough on these things. So that that gives me hope. I I can't speak to it. Uh, I just know I'm not that interested. So. I don't know. I might wait for 38 more days and just watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> 38 days. 38 oh. days later. Well, they uh, said 45 days after release. Well, we spent a week. Yeah, I want to I, I see it because I want to see spoilers. Henry Cavill at the end. What? <laughs> what did you say? But it's a shame that DC just spoil it on their own so they can amp the ticket sales up, but... Uh, and then he yeah. came out three days later. Or I guess that's news, right? So we can go right into the news. Uh, Henry Cavill came out and said that he's super, back as Superman and more more to come, which I'm pretty happy about. I'm super happy about that. He's Superman again and still? Exactly. For the foreseeable future, he is Superman. And which, I, and I, go ahead. Well, I was just wondering. So does this mean the Snyderverse is coming back? Um. Maybe a variant, you know. That's a Marvel word. Yeah, it is. It was funny because the other day, and I didn't put this in my uh, geek this week, but we were working on the house, doing some things in the kitchen, getting moving, you know, putting some cabinetry in that, that Michelle's working on. And uh, they had like DC Day. You know, like when movies come out at the theater, they always try to like duplicate it on cable stations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they had like a DC day on, I don't know, it was TNT, something like that. And uh, Batman versus Superman was on. And then they had the flash scene that was in there where he comes in. He goes, oh, am I too early? And it's, you know, it's it, it's about Lois and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so you, it just kind of, do you remember that scene or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was trying to explain that scene to Michelle. Why? Because it all ties into uh, Injustice, I believe. Is it Injustice? Yeah. yeah. 
So I was trying to explain that to her. But I said, at the end of the day, you know, the Flash breaks something that will maybe we'll find out someday if they release the movie, um, the Flash movie or not. Maybe next summer, unless Ezra Miller goes to jail. Hasn't it been done? Is it just in the can? Are they are they still working on the effects? Is it done? Well, okay. From what I've heard or what I've read online, a lot of films got pushed back because you know people couldn't go into the studios for a while. And then VFX people got pushed at home, but you're not sitting there right next to a computer that does teraflops per second, right? So things got delayed because they'd have to wait for things to render and whatnot. I think my son so, was five when that was shot. Listen, I'm just saying, apparently a lot of VFX work has been pushed back, and that's why you know Black Adam got pushed back time after time after time. Now, I don't think that's 100% the case with The Flash. I'm wondering if the movie is not good. I know I get that there's a lot of VFX shots because of his powers, but certainly a good chunk of it is them waiting to see if Ezra Miller goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, but that shouldn't hinder the movie. The movie's done. I understand that, but an acquisition just happened, and even though we know that Batgirl was canned and we'll never see it, there's also talk that Warner Brothers Discovery is not done yet. And I'm sorry, if Ezra Miller uh, keeps up what he's doing, I wouldn't be surprised if they canned the movie and took a, took it as a loss and wrote it off. Yeah, but there's too many other people that put their heart and soul on it. That why should they suffer because of him? I agree. I want to see it. I'm just saying for DC. They won't. They won't kill it. Well, it all depends on what happens with Ezra Miller. I don't think so. I I hundred percent think so. If he if he keeps doing what he's doing and he kidnaps someone or kills someone by accident, the movie's done. We'll never see it. Uh, I I disagree. What, what, what? I disagree. I don't think they'll stop it. I I think the movie's out. Like he, I mean, what does it got to do with the movie? I would think if it was like coming out like next week and then all of a sudden it came out oh he kidnapped this person or did something else awful because he's Ezra Miller I'm sorry not he there is Ray Miller um well they're already you know the ball's already rolling it's gonna happen they're gonna release it here's the thing even if they stop it right for what it's not like they just hired him like everybody knows it's been done so I don't think the bad press will be there like they think it's like well this was they shot the movie before any of that happened it's not going to be necessarily the bad press. If something happens and ruins the press so bad that they take a massive loss on it. I think it would actually drive more people to the show. Who knows? But <laughs> all I know is that if they look at their accountants and they're like, listen, uh, he's done some bad shit. And we're looking at making X amount of dollars or we can get this much tax credit instead. And they're going to weigh that. And if the other one comes out ahead... They're going to go that route. Now, it's an expensive movie, so I don't know how much tax credit they'd get, but they have to make a lot to make it profitable. I'm not saying I want any of this to happen. I'm just saying he's a huge what if and potential. Um, I don't, I, I'm old. I already forgot the word I was going to say. Potential. Uh, Principal photography started April 19th, 2021. Filming wrapped. October 18th, 2021. 
hey, I'm just saying, they had their shot. They chose Black Adam. Yeah. And like I said, maybe there are story problems. Well, if it's that maybe, problem, yeah, who knows? Maybe they can't fix it in reshoots because they're not sure what to do about Ezra, Ezra Miller yet. There's so many people in this movie, man. I'm not disagreeing with you. Again, I don't want this to happen, but let's face it, with the merger just happening, it's a real possibility. Yeah, that'd be a shame. I mean, they got Zod in it. I'm telling you. Well, I don't know if it's Zod himself, but... Wait, yeah, Zod. They, it is, because they got all three of the uh, people that were in. Yeah, this would be a shame not to do. Anyways. They only made the budget was two hundred million. They'll make that back in a weekend. Probably not a weekend. Not with Flash. Fucking Black Adam made that already. Not, not domestically. All right, let me look up. Like, we're, this is this is so derailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look that up. Well, uh, what else? What else should we talk? Let's talk about Marvel for justice. No, we're still talking about DC. While you're looking that up, Joe. Mm-hmm. Kind of big news: James Gunn. And Peter uh, Saffron, is that how you say his name? Are the new heads of DC Films. Basically, they took two men to do at DC what Feige does over at Marvel Studios. Yeah. I'm all for it. And in fact, I saw that Feige just today said, hey, uh, whatever they come out with, I'm first in line. So that's good. I, I respect and actually encourage a fantastic rivalry like that bring it on you know if dc raises the bar that means marvel just has to raise it back that much more right okay so i agree they should raise about get back to this uh so black adam started with uh, 60 71 million domestically and another 75 and another $75 million, $76 million internationally added to that. That's one week. Okay. That's, That's fantastic. What, $146 million. They're going to they're gonna make their money up this weekend, unless it really tanks, but I, I you know, could tank. But, but then you're going to add marketing. Yeah. But that's, I'm telling them to make their movie back, yeah. Ezra Miller's already done all the marketing for them. For free. <laughs> they have to do counter marketing to go against it. I don't think so. I mean, we, everybody loves a train wreck. True, true. You want to see the crash. I think they should judo it and lean into it. Like, look, look come see this crazy fuck in the flash. <laughs> Are you not bring entertained? All, bring, bring all the kids you can kidnap and, and Ooh, see this yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not condoning that, ladies and gentlemen. That's a that's a joke on what allegedly Ezra Miller did. All right, let's move on. Um Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer. Oh no, we, we, we missed something. What did we miss? Well, we meant we so yeah, but they also renamed the universe. Oh, I missed this. Yeah. It's no longer the DCEU. It is now just the DCU, kind of like the MCU. Now there's the DC Universe. They officially right. changed the name. All right, that's yeah, it makes it easier, but whatever. Sure. I mean, sorry, they still, you were saying they got to start. 
They, well, they have to solve, you know, how are they going to flesh out the Batman into something? Is that its own thing? They have Joker, Follage, whatever you call it, coming out, um, which is another universe, I guess. Yeah, because I'm sorry, the Batman and the Joker are clearly not even the same universe. Uh, Justice not League is not in the same universe, yet Superman is the same universe as Justice League. Mm-hmm. But which Justice League? Is it the one that they put out, or is it the Schneiderverse? Who knows? Who knows yeah. what's... Whatever. They've, they've done, you know, 15 Halloween films with all different kinds of realities. Maybe they do the same thing with DC. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so now let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special preview. Listen, when I heard they were doing this, I'm like, what are they, you know, don't make it stupid. Don't be stupid. And then I watched the preview and saw the premise, and that's fucking hilarious. It's not, it, there's a thin line between stupid and camp, right? right. Tongue in cheek. And I think they're riding that line because he said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. He said before, you know, it's like an homage to the Star Wars hottie special. But Marvel. Yeah, but the whole idea that they're pulling something from the first movie where he thinks Footloose is the greatest movie ever made. Oh. And they go to, I mean, it's just Fantastic. hilarious. Oh, it's and, and, I mean, uh, you even got a laugh where they say in introducing Kevin Bacon, which is funny, <laughs> just in the credits in and of itself. Um, I was I, okay. All right, I'm good. It's a streaming. I get it. This is going to be a fun thing. It's not in the movie. Like I don't want it like the last Thor movie, where it's, but it's not a movie. I'm gonna. It's not a movie. It's a little special thing that I think is perfect for streaming, and it'll be fun for the holiday, and it'll bring a little. It'll be. It would be interesting to see the Guardians come back to Earth because they did for the, you know, for Endgame. But like you would right. think that Peter Peter would want to stick around. Like this is where I'm from. Like he didn't really, he's never really hung out as a as an adult, right on Earth. And I, so that's actually, taking, I, I know they filmed this while they were filming the third volume, but I'm wondering where it kind of lands because it's obviously after the second film. Because when it's a, and it's after you got to think it's after the latest Thor movie when they split right, up. Thor's not after, around. So after the after the horrible opening of that movie. Yeah, they're they're not even in there. It was the worst opening of a Marvel movie yet. Uh, I can't I can't dispute that. <laughs> it was terrible. I haven't come um, up with anything better, but. <laughs> most of most of all the Marvel movies open really well. That one did not. It was rushed and 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 uh, what was your favorite word? What do you always say? Uh, this is a term that you use all the time, Michael. Oh, I don't know. I said, Hackneed. Here's the thing. Hackneed. Hackneed. Yes. Yeah, that's your term. Yeah, I, I still, I, I really like Thor. I know most people don't, but I really, I loved it. You can I know I'm in, the minority, I'm, the mar- I'm in the minority here. I know that, you but t- I still love you, it. I think you do that just to be opposite. No, I went and I saw it and I came out and as soon as I got done, I said to Shelly, I'm like, I loved it. She didn't. I'm like, I loved <laughs> it. And then I, it wasn't like, you know, I saw it like that opening night or morning or whenever it was. So yeah. I hadn't, I avoided all the, you know, the feedback on it and I loved it. But that's me. I, I like I give me Taika Waititi can do no wrong in my book. Sure, he can. Oh, everybody can do wrong. Well, they just 
He hasn't yet in my eyes, but I get it. I get the criticisms. I get why people don't like it. I loved it. So there. Anyways, preview looks good. What, what's your take on the holiday? It it looks like fun. I mean, Gun is he's just a lot of fun, and he could be surprisingly touching when he wants to be, and I expect that's what we're gonna get. Yes, yeah. I'm all in. Do you think Gun going back? Do you think Gun got the gig because of Peacemaker? More than that, um, what you know? Again, it didn't light things on fire, and I know I don't think you particularly liked it. No. But I loved the Suicide Squad. You know, I was an old, but I'm an old school fan, right? And so it really spoke to me as an old school fan, especially when they threw in Starro, who come on, he's such a cheesy B grade villain. Um, I I don't know. He he took that, and he's been mentioning all his ideas. He had other things in the fire, obviously Peacemaker, which again, absolutely loved. I like I like Peacemaker more than I like the Suicide Squad. It's oh, just for that sure. good. Yeah, for I know sure. you did too. But he's been alluding to different irons in the fire he has with DC. I think he he just when it came to comics, he's he's a comic book geek, sure enough. But his heart belongs at DC, and he had more to say there. And again, I think I mentioned this twice now. He had more irons in the fire, and I think he just got DC excited again. I'm like, this guy has ideas. We should do something with this. So let's give him that spot. Yeah. But he's got to find the right – what I think Marvel has done well that DC hasn't is they found the right tone for each character when they do that character. Yes. What I my, – my fear is James Gunn will take the his approach versus what it should be for the character. Is it always – is, is it always a humor? It's like, you know, my fear of Taika Waititi doing a Star Wars movie is like, are you going to make it a Taika movie or is it about Star Wars in that moment and that character and whoever you're right. doing? Now, if it's right. the character that you wrote and you do that thing, that's great. Because um, I think he over Taika'd on the last Thor. The, the Ragnarok, perfect blend. These um, are all fair criticisms. I see what you're saying. So my thing is, you know, if James, you know, like the tone of Aquaman is different than the tone of Wonder Woman is different than the tone of Batman, right? Like, I don't need jokes in a Batman movie that much. It doesn't feel right to me, tone-wise. Right. You go back, then it turns it back into the 60s show. It makes it campy. Superman, I think, is like Captain America. It's the hardest one to do. You know, he's technically, a, you know, what they did with Captain America and Marvel is unprecedented in that he took a boring character it made him very, very interesting. Superman is a great character. Yeah, I think it's the hardest one to do. Like, he's just a Boy Scout. Like, he's always does good. Like, where's the drama, right? They created the drama around him in in the first Captain America. Top tier character in the comics. I didn't say not top tier. I said, but he's a fairly bland character. He can be. I can, well, yeah. Well, you can say the so, same thing about Superman. Superman. That's, what I was, that's exactly what I said. If you were listening, yeah. it's exactly what I said. That Superman's the Captain America of DC. It's like, yeah. how do you bring drama to, to, to Superman? Which is why I didn't mind Schneider's take on him being an alien and something different and Christ-like and like how do people handle him? And, you know, um, so I, I like that angle on it. It's a little dark. It's not quite as happy as like the Christopher Reeve right, right thing, right? So anyways, as long as he finds the right tone, then that's great. I I can't disagree with you. I I do not want 
DC films to become the gunverse, right? Right. You're right. Certain characters, certain properties will benefit from that. I thought the Suicide Squad did, but that's a whole other argument. But they do need to do a job. I think he did a good job of setting the tone. It felt right. I just didn't think the story was that good. And that's fine. I just, um, but they, you know, let's put it this way. He's a name. Uh, I mean, obviously much more than uh, Peter Saffron. Uh, but Saffron, you know, he's gotten into production in the last several years, blah, blah, blah. He's a name and he's a personality. And even though he, maybe Kevin Feige wasn't, you know, 15 years ago, he is now. And everyone's known for at least the last 10 years that Feige is steering that ship. And unless you worked in Hollywood and were familiar with those circles, had anyone heard of Hamada's name up until uh, Ray Fisher started calling him out? <laughs> no. Like, and he's been the head of DC Films for a while. So my, my point is, if he was shepherding things, you know... Maybe he, you know, maybe he's not out there as out there as Feige is, but we didn't hear shit from a Hamada. Right. And he really should have been front and center at some point. With Gunn and Saffron, oh, I'm sorry, Gunn is obviously um, a bit of an extrovert. He's going to be the, I think he's going to be the public face. Well, for sure. He does the social well, too. Anyways, let's move on. We're already deep into the show. Um Another big preview, Quantumania trailer. Now, I watched it and I was like, holy crap. This looks phenomenal. Same. I was, I was blown away. Like Kang, who, dude, he's in Creed 3. That fucking movie looks great. Sorry. He looks so good in that movie, too. <laughs> the guy who's playing Kang. What's his name? You should know it. You know it. I forgot his name already. God damn you. Sorry. I let you down. <laughs> you totally did. It's something, something, he's got a triple name, right? Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. So what did you think of the preview? Exactly right there with you. It, it blew me away, and I will say this. I don't know who Marvel is paying to do cut their trailers, but they can pick a song and make it fit so well. Yeah, Jonathan Majors, my friend. That's his Oh, name. yeah, he doesn't have three names. Where did I come up with that? I don't know. But you should also watch the Creed 3 trailer. Man, does that look good. Um, if you're into that. But yeah, this looks incredibly interesting. Yeah, I mean, when you think, you know, the first Ant-Man, all right, it was funny. It was all right. It I was, loved that. I, I absolutely love the first Ant-Man. See, I, I, like, I just liked it. But that said, it was still way, way, way better than Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Um. I liked it because it was a small movie, no pun intended. <laughs> and then obviously there was a bigger role for him in the second movie and, you know, the stakes were higher. I liked the second movie better. And now, had you told me 10 years ago, Michael, in 2022, you're going to be psyched to go see an Ant-Man movie, I'd call bullshit. But here it is. And look, I'm the trailer did his job. I am way excited for this movie. I can't wait. What it reminds me of is it reminds me like it's almost like uh, do you remember the show Land of the Lost? Yeah, I feel like it's something like that. Like you got the family going into this better special like, effects. It, I hope. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of funny if they threw a Chaka Bakuni in there. But anyways, it's like that kind of thing. It's a family adventure 
going into the quantum mania with high stakes. I would assume, I guess they're, they're the ones that release King. I don't know. Right. Sounds like that's what he's asking them to do, but we just saw King released. Like, are they going to run into Loki? Like that's the thing that we said before. Like, I don't know where any of that stuff's connecting yet. Right. Right. I don't know. Oh, it's so cool. It looks fun. Well, yeah. And this is, I mean, it's going to be an important film because this is our first actual time seeing Kang other than in a statue at the end of Loki. Right. So we're meeting Kang and he's obviously the big bad for this whole next phase. Right. Uh, Quick Star Wars news for the last piece of news. Uh, It seems that the powers that be has been advised uh, the powers that be at Disney has have advised Kathleen Kennedy to stop announcing projects and creative partners. Just stop. <laughs> unless, unless it is rock solid that you're going to do it. Uh, so I don't know if that's a, you know, this is all hearsay that it, that, that was all over the interwebs, but uh, there's a lot of things that she announced that didn't come through and things are falling apart. I think for, for the film side of things. Um, so we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe Kathleen won't be there after, after the only, the only thing that they're releasing in the movie theater from Lucasfilm is the Raiders of the Lost Ark sequel an Indiana Jones sequel that's coming out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, as as it stands now, the only thing that's bookmarked for Star Wars is twenty twenty five. But what? That's that's not that long if you're going to film it and do it, and they still haven't started anything. So as far as we know, they haven't started anything. Well, what about this? Uh, I didn't. I know we didn't put it in the news, but what about this secret movie they've been working on that's about ready to go to a production? The Benioff Weiss yeah. one, yeah. That's allegedly. Let me tell you, if they go with that, then she should get fired. Because it takes place after, uh, well, it depends how far off, I guess, in the future. Allegedly, it takes place after episode nine. Right. And when the, I'm not saying you have to do fan service, but when you have like the High Republic out there that's already been in the fan psyche and they have games around it and it's very popular, why not just pick some easy fruit? (laughs) True, but I think they're also figuring... How much can we, like, how much can the general fandom take as far as, again, I bring up the point of when Rogue One came out. People were like, so when does this take place? Or what does it take place after episode seven? A oh, million know. dollars didn't stop anything. I'm, I'm just saying it still did very well, but it didn't do episode seven numbers. Not episode seven, sorry. Episode, yeah, that's episode seven. Seven, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. But there's a reason that episode seven did well. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, for, for, for the average moviegoer, they get confused. Like, wait, when does this take place? And now I feel like, oh, this takes place a thousand years or horror. Haven't seen years. Hurt House of the Dragon. Hey, I'm right there with you. If, if they're clear about it up front, people won't get confused. Well, true. If, you true. Know, 2,000 years before Luke Skywalker, whatever. Okay. I'm all have, you've already started a whole High Republic book series. Like, go there then. Like, you've got some properties going on there. Like, I don't know. 
Like, are they going to get, uh, is Ray coming back? Like, none of those people want to come back. Why are you going to that well right now? Like, give it more time. Give it a generation. So, like, when, you know, I don't know. Like, like you and McGregor coming back to Kenobi. Give it a good 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Wait, wait till I'm in my 70s. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I'm at that age where I'm like, you know what? Star Wars is going to outlive me. Oh, sure. I love that because there was a time where I didn't think it was going to outlive me. I thought it was, you know, in 83, I thought that was it. We're done. You with new projects. Yeah. 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 So anyways, she got her hand slapped. We'll see what happens with that. All right. Let's go right into our geek this week. Go for it, Diaz. I'll be quick. I just bought Doom uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It was a buck 99. And it looks just as awful as it did in 1993. On the PC? Is it the original PC version or whatever? Yeah, but it's on it's on the Switch. I mean, plus apparently I had uh, Nintendo Gold Coin credit, so it cost me a whole buck seventy two. How could I not? Wow, it's cheaper than a coffee at McDonald's, even. Exactly, and I get to play Doom. I'll look at it. I'm still playing Lego Star Wars, which I haven't touched my. Uh, Doom is. It looks that. terrible. I mean. It, it looks like it did 93. They didn't upscale or anything in it. But I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. The graphics are terrible and the controls aren't that great, but it takes me back. Yeah, it's a nostalgia spend. Uh, so I started, like I said last week, the Lord of the Rings book. Uh, but while I was working throughout the week, I actually, actually watched all three movies again. <laughs> Extended <laughs> cuts. So, Except, and it only took you a week? Uh, a couple of days. Just keep them on, like it's the radio, because they're really, really yeah. long. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is it's because it's, it's been so long since I read the book that, like, the first four chapters, which is there, you know, haven't even left the Shire yet, and so many things of dialogue were used in the first movie. You don't know this stuff because you didn't see the movie, but I saw so the much, first movie. I just wouldn't. I haven't read the book too. Yeah. So the the first. There's so much early on dialogue that's taken that's almost at the end of the book of fellowship or end of the movie in fellowship. You're like, oh, I mean, he's almost told you everything at the beginning. So it's interesting and how the decisions that they made, you know, because, you know, when I, I, I read the book, like I said, when I was like 15 or so. And then the movies came out, like I, I forgot so much that I'm like, well, the movie is really close. I'm like, well, it isn't actually. I mean, oh, it is. It is like the basic story is all there, but like, there's a lot of differences that I I didn't know. Um, but some of the line they used a, a lot of the dialogue, but like later on, like for instance, um, you saw Fellowship, so you know Gandalf is talking to Frodo at the beginning, like you got to you know take the ring and we got to go do this thing. In the book, he they talk about it, and Frodo already says, you know, I wish this never came to me. I wish I didn't have to do this, and then. Gandalf says a certain line, like, you know, so do all who wished these things, but we we must do what we got to do kind of thing. I don't remember the line exactly. That line doesn't take place till almost the end of Fellowship in the movie, where they're in a bad spot. You know, so for drama, it works really well in the movie. In the book, right. it's just a, a dialogue thing. So it's interesting. And that happens a lot uh, in the first part. So I'm, I'm actually super excited reading the book because uh, it's, it's almost like rewatching a different movie in a way. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So I'm excited. And then we also watched our Halloween classic, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein's monster. That's one of our Halloween. That sounds yeah. like a fun tradition, though. 
You got to watch that. We did, uh, like I said, Young Frankenstein last week, and this week we did Abbott Costello. Awesome. Uh, for the kids, you should look up who that is. I can't explain it. <laughs> well, we were gone even before you were born, right? Of course. But, yeah. you know. But I'm watching it, and I always thought as a kid, you're watching and you're like, these are just old dudes, right? And then I look up how old uh, oh boy. Costello was when they made Frankenstein thing, and he was like 32. Oh, my God. Just a pup. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't look. He still looks like he's fifty something on the show in the movie to me. Anyway, rough life. <laughs> so that's it uh, for our geeks this week. Hey, you know what? We got a Patreon page. If you want to check out patreon.com slash kybercast, throw something in the old tip jar. Um, we we thank our Patreon patrons uh, for donating every month, and it, it, we're so grateful to have them. So thank you all who are out there. Uh, check out the site and see how you can help the program. Patreon.com slash Kybercast. All right, Michael. We doing Andor first or are we doing let's do Andor, Andor, the Dragon? Andor. Yeah, let's do Andor first. Right. Let's do Andor first. What'd you think? This episode, was it filler? Was it I I really liked it personally, but I want to see where you're at. No, uh, I think you and I agree. Um Maybe it's just because it took the six episodes for me to kind of get the, the way the beat of the show. I know they said they did it in three, basically three act arcs. So one, two, three, you know, three is the climax, four, five, six, the climax. So as I said two weeks ago, when I started watching uh, episode seven, I was like, oh, should I just like chill out and hedge my bets because it's going to be boring? But I liked it. And I actually like this episode quite a bit too because it's it's showing how the rebellion's growing, even though he's not part of it, helping to grow it. But right, the word, yet. well, yeah, he'll get back into it. I mean, of course he is, because you know, and, it, and it's interesting to see that you know he really didn't have a lot. Like he he was just a hired gun, but he's going to become a believer because by the time we meet him in Rogue One, you know, he participates in one of the most pivotal, um, well pivotal uh, attacks or pivotal moments in the creation of the rebellion and their first victory. So right, right. It's interesting to see how his, he doesn't even see his own effect yet in that, you know, the story is spreading and people are getting inspired by it. But at the same time, you also see the empire working against it. So I like the inner workings that we're seeing. And I have to admit, I love, like, the focus on the 70s-style tech. Yeah, yeah. And whoever's doing the soundtrack, it is so 70s, like, so late 70s, early 80s. It's so, it just, you. it sounds like this show was made in 1979, right? It right. sounds that way, and I'm here for it. There's a couple things. So what I realized about the show, like, their budget, a lot of their budget was spent on actors. Yeah. Really good, really good fucking actors, right? They spent some money yeah. on some actors. Big names. I mean, you got, especially this episode. This is a big episode for people that were in it. Yeah. Uh, you're also seeing the different factions of the rebellion and who, and they're setting up the emergence of who actually can lead versus who are just terrorists trying to start shit. Yep. Right. 
So you've got you've got uh, Luthen, who's technically a terrorist that starts starting shit, and you the great conversation with with Saw Guerrera yes. was just an incredible scene. It's like yes. Pacino and De Niro <laughs> meeting in heat. Yes, sitting at that thing and calling each other out. Like it really was. It reminded me of that because even though we just talked about it, I think you and I talked about that like a week ago or so about heat. And uh, but I, I was watching. I'm like, holy shit! That's just like they're, they're at the table. They're bullshit each other they know they're bullshit each other oh you yeah. know um and then they're fighting like you know and and saw goes off because saw is crazy uh about all the different factions that are out there and named them i can't remember you got the separatists you've got this you got that and like all the pieces apart are nothing which is what right. luthan's trying to say but even luthan i think might be too far too extreme at some point uh because eventually to get to the like Yavin, which is a really nice spot, right? It looks pretty organized. Yeah. Right. And only Mon can probably do that. That's that's how you're set. That's how I see the setup. Like, how is she gonna eventually get to the spot where she's uh commanding them? And I'm wondering if that's gonna be at the end of season one, or is that gonna take place in season two sometime? Well, if if like I said, we've believed since the beginning that not only is this the story of Andor, but it is really the story of the birth of the rebellion. That was maybe not the birth, but the the adolescence of the rebellion. Because you know, we saw in Revenge of the Sith, you know, basically the start of the rebellion as people realized that where this is going. Mothma right. was there, and Organa was there. Um, where, where's I, Bale? He better be on this fucking show. I don't think we see him until season two. I think. Maybe. I think well, we're the still, end, I'm gonna be like you know the last scene in. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, I see her really stepping in and becoming that leader that we know her to be. Right. By the end of this series, which is right. at, after season two. Right. I'm trying to think. I was going to think. Where does this stand in terms of the Kenobi series? Um. I can't remember as now. Far as what? Like Kenobi, obviously is. Ten years before Luke, right? Ten years before uh, um, A New Hope. Yeah, give or take. Right. So this is this is five years, six years. I think it's like six years. Yeah. So Kenobi, so Kenobi asked is before this, before Andor. Yeah. What I'm getting, what I'm getting at is, I would assume that it seemed that Bail Organa is one of the original. I guess separatist, I guess, or, or hidden rebel. Yeah. And it seemed like that was in there in Kenobi as well, that that was going on by, by dialogue. Yeah. That, that that's, you know, how many years before this, before Andor that I feel like he should be tighter to, to Mon Mothma. Like they, they, like there's no reason to hide him until season two is what I'm saying. There's been enough talk by now. It's a big galaxy. She's obviously working her sphere of influence and her money. Um, one thing that I thought about this week that bothered me, I'll get to that in a sec. She's working within her sphere and trying to get money. Bale is probably, you know, he seems like he's a very similar character. I mean, he's like royalty almost, right? Well, he is. Right. He is, yeah. He is royalty. He's where he's king, from. I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you know, They never say the word. Yeah, weird, but he there's the only way that uh, Princess Leia can be Princess Leia is if he's a king. 
Right. Um, so he's working that side. Um, and they're doing different things, but obviously they're going to end up working together much more closely. And they've already worked a bit together based on what we saw at Revenge of the Sith. But right. something you said uh, the other day, the other episode, really kind of caught my attention. We know that the Empire is racist. That's why they're all humans. But thus far, everyone we've seen Rebel-wise, for the most part, other than that doctor. And that's it. He was just a doctor. He wasn't even in the rebellion. He was just some paid doctor dude. Right. Some guy that would keep his mouth shut. Right. They're all humans. Like you see, I mean, they're in Coruscant. Yeah. There should be dozens, if not hundreds of different species here, there. She's at these events trying to get money for the rebellion. Why do we just keep, see, keep that? Why do we keep just seeing humans? It's cheaper. Exactly. And that, that takes me out of the show sometimes. That's why it was interesting when they went to Saw Gerrera. They had the guy that was from Rogue One out there, right? Was like, yeah, thank yeah. God for that. That's what brings you back into the Star Wars universe. It, yeah. it does lack that. It needs it. it, it that's, the, that's my criticism, and I still haven't solved that, or not that I'm trying to solve it each week, but I think that's what's missing. There's a few things missing. Well, and the other thing that would make it stronger, so Andor goes to prison. Which we'll get to that because that's yeah that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of talk about there too. But being how racist we know the Empire to be, why are there humans? There should be all kinds of different races here. Yeah, but again, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. But it takes me out of Star Wars a little bit. One hundred percent agree. That is the missing key. That is what they forgot to to think about. All right. So the prison area. To me, if you're any kind of George Lucas fan, was the THX movie that he made. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. 100%. I I hadn't thought of that, but it was was oddly familiar and I couldn't figure out why. But as soon as you said it's now THX, I'm like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it was a very homage to that. The pure white, the cleanliness of the the prison. Uh, Just an incredible. that, that, That was awesome. Uh, that the that the empire like the, they're making these guys suffer, but not in a, you know in a way that is uh, different than I've seen in most you know a prison with that with where the floor is electrified. Oh my god, it's that's crazy! Like wherever where you go, you could just they turn the button on and you're you're getting shocked. So it's almost as if like they found military plans from somewhere that we're actually going to build prisons like this. And like, oh, we got to steal that for this show, right? Um. Very good. I, I mean, I mean, you got uh, Andy Serkis in there, another great actor. Like when they're finding these spots, as soon as I heard the voice, I'm like, "Holy shit!" I didn't even see his face. I'm like, "I know that voice." Same. And uh, this whole idea of pitting everybody against each other. This is what the the what's interesting is everything about the Empire is they pit each person against each other, and the cream will rise to the top, right? It's like even the their officers. It's the most Microsoft way of of running a corporation. <laughs> used to it's not like that now, but it's how it's how it's literally. Balmer said it. That's how they used to do it. You're you're all fighting for each other against each other. Like Windows will be against Office, and the cream will rise. That's how we do it. Doesn't necessarily work that way, right? But that's how they used to run it, uh, and that's how this is run. And you got these teams, and if they don't fit, you know, if they fail, like you know, the pit boss gets pissed off and things happen, but uh, what a horrible place. 
Yeah, plate. what were the, uh, the the awards? Uh, last place gets shocked. First place gets flavor in their food. Flavor in their food. Isn't that the, isn't that Fantastic. Flavor. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but like you think about what they're in there, it's such a generic place, right? There's nothing. There's no color. There's no change in clothes. There's no, you are a machine. Right. You are, you are a droid. A cheaper and expendable droid, yes. Yeah. So uh, pretty interesting there and just uh, really well done. You can see how you would go crazy there, even though all your technical needs are met, food, shelter, even some camaraderie. I mean, you're all in the same right. boat together. You're not, by, you're not by yourself, but like eat from that tube, get up and go. And, he, and they like cut to like 30 days later or whatever. And he's already in the routine. Um, but the thing is, it's so horrid that you'll wonder how the fuck is he going to be found? Yeah, I, yeah, this, and I like that. I like that. I don't know. I like that. This is new star Wars that I have no idea what direction they're going. He's going to get out at some point. He has to, but I have no yeah. idea how he dies in six years. He dies before six years happens. Right. So he's got to get out fairly quick. Yes. Um, I have to admit, I wonder what the three levels are because, you know, the first, you know, when he gets shocked, we know it's level one because they say that. Right. But notice the guy basically that um, killed himself basically just stepped onto the floor. So does that mean at night they turn it up to level three? Is level three instant death? Oh, maybe. So what's two? No bars, dude. Don't even need bars. Right. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Are you a sleepwalker? <laughs> you walk in your sleep? Yeah, oh, that'd be terrible, right? But the, what if- was really, what was really great about this episode, the acting was so good. Like he was fearful and confused, and like he played it so well. Oh, so well of being in that situation it was unbelievably good. Um, and then we have the whole side story with Deidre and uh. Uh, going to Ferrex and and talking to checking that out, and then going back to uh, what's it, Karn. We knew that was going to happen eventually. That they were going to talk. Oh yeah, I was waiting for that because that dude screams Imperial tight ass. But it didn't. It didn't come close to the way I thought that was going to work. No, no. It was it really then though. He's going to be part of the Empire. I have to believe. I still believe that. I think he's going to be a rebel. Really? I, I Here's a couple things. I have a couple predictions. I think, well, first of all, the, he just got the cold shoulder. Yeah. Like, he got blown off by the Empire twice. Got, you know, the Empire put him there. Now the Empire won't even listen to him. Fuck him. I'll blow up the Empire and make my own republic. You know, I don't know. It's like they didn't quickly. She didn't want his help. He couldn't even give her real help. What help did he give her? She knew all that. She knew everything. And she what? What? Now this is going to lead to my second prediction. She got. She had him read the report, which was doctored. Yes. Or not all there, right? Things are missing. Right. So he gave her a little bit of information, but she's like, "What did he look like? I I don't know. I didn't see anything. Okay, then what good are you? Like, I don't. You didn't give me anything." You know, so she just walked away, which leads me to my second prediction. Blevin is a rebel. Blevin? 
the 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 black guy that was her nemesis like wouldn't let her go yeah, into yeah, his yeah. Well, I know who he is, but I'm just like he doctored think he doctored no. the things. He didn't want information to get out about. I think he's hooked to Luthen. I think Blevin and knows Luthen, and I think he's an inside agent. He's oh, tried wow. to he's tried to stay out of her way and and, and like you know, push that stuff aside so that the emperor wouldn't really look at it. It's a distraction. Don't worry right. about it. Look, don't look over here. All telltale signs to me. It's like, Oh, he's, he's, he's part of Luthen's network. That's my prediction. Right. Cause we saw that too on the planet. Yeah. He came in, shut everybody up, doctored the report. Didn't show it to those guys after the report was written to sign off. He just made him sign it and try and close this case as quick as possible. That is a fantastic insight. I hadn't even thought of that, Joe. That's fantastic. Well, I was watching yesterday. Yesterday's when I watched it. I'm like, there's something. The look he had, like, after they said he's taking it away from him from the prior episode. I'm like, there's something There's something different about this guy that we, we think he's nothing, but I think he's something. I could be totally wrong, but it seems like that's where the writing is at in my head. Yeah, but it's a good it's a good theory. I like it. We'll see if it pans out. I hadn't thought of it. That's fantastic. So we'll see. I could be full of shit, but we'll we'll find out. Um so like it didn't seem like a lot happened in this episode, but a lot actually did, you know. Right. Which you know, they went and they sh- they brought Bix in and put on that chair. Like you you're, you're going to get thrown into the, the interrogation chair next. Um, so yeah, Ferrix, it's interesting. It's, you know, I kind of see some, I, I just, I just need a little bit of, give me some familial aliens. Right. Well, they got to do them. You're definitely getting action next episode because there has to be a prison break. Yeah. I mean, in, in contrast, I watched the first two episodes of Tales of the Jedi. And I was like, Filoni just always nails the right. He has the feeling of Star Wars, whether it's when he directs an episode or he creates the animation. Like he finds the right balance of real world and Star Wars universe. I don't know if you watched any of those, but the first one was the Ahsoka. We'll talk about it next week, but like five minutes, they're only like 10 minutes each or 15 minutes. And like three, four minutes into it, I'm like, yep, this is the whole Star Wars universe. I totally get all of this. It, it just, he finds Interesting. it. Interesting. So. Anything else in Andor that you want to hit before we move on? Uh, the other thing I wanted to, to note is I like the uh, juxtap- juxtaposition of the keep flashing between Andor, a guy who came from nothing, who we know was a hired gun and is going to eventually become a true believer in the rebellion. And they flash right back to high society with Mon Mothma. And she obviously came from wealth. Yeah, she was married at 15. Exactly. Yeah, which is apparently their custom, but also she mentioned, you know, all the wealth from her parents and blah, blah, blah. So it was just interesting. Like, things just keep getting shittier for Andor, and then they flip to her, and it the juxtaposition was interesting just because, like I said, he came from nothing. She had plenty of money. They're going to get to the same spot or similar spots when, you know, believing in the rebellion. But also, um, when I was watching this, you know, the scenes to go back and forth, I was like, it doesn't matter. The Empire is a prison. 
doesn't matter right. if she has all this money and whatnot. They're right. still not free. All these right. senators and all this stuff, they're all trapped within the empire. They're all in a prison. Theirs is just a gilded prison. Prison. Yeah. So well, the interesting thing is like, um, there's you know they got something's happening with her husband and daughter. Like her daughter clearly thinks that her mom's sleeping with that dude. Uh, oh, I think her husband thinks friend. that too. Yeah, maybe, but he doesn't give a shit because yeah, it was it was actually it was all talked about by that drink, right? Like they had the drink, and she's like, oh, he she used to really drink this a lot. We had a good time, and she goes, well, I never really liked it. Like that was the biggest <laughs> dig ever. <laughs> it's like Jesus, right. you guys. You know, we were forced together at 15. Um, I'm guessing they're what? 38 to 41. Yeah. So at least 20 years right? together. Right. So how old's that kid? 15, 20, 14, 15. Yeah. 14, 15. So yeah. Definitely. So guess, yeah. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens with them. It's just, it's, they, they keep coming in and out. There's got to be a reason for it. Oh, yeah. But I guess it's going to be not what we think. I think the Emperor might take them and kill them or something like that. And she's really going to Oh, I totally think her husband's going to try and turn her in, and that's why she has to leave. Oh, maybe. So he doesn't lose his that's money. That's my I think he's yeah. that much of a heel that he will turn her in, and she'll have to escape. Right. Right, right. Well, there's a lot more. It's not even a show about mystery, but there's just so many storylines you don't know where it's going, even though we do know where it's going. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Right. Sometimes it's All the right. journey, not the destination. 100%. All right, so let's move on now to the finale. Only 10 episodes of House of the Dragon. And I got to say that I don't think any episode in the 10 episodes disappointed. Not a single one. I was enthralled. Every single episode. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, for you? Yeah. Well, okay. First is <laughs> fantasy, so okay. But also, well, no, Andor. Andor, like I said, uh, you know, the, I'm glad they did the original three episodes that they did because, you know, it does end with a bang. Uh, I, I I see what people are saying when they say the, say the show is slow. I get that. Um, I still enjoy it. But... Yeah. Every episode of this show, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, had me on the edge of my seat. And they drew, like, I thought Civil War was going to start in the very first episode. And they drew it out over 10 episodes. And we're still not even there. And generations. And generations. And we're still not even to the Civil War yet. I mean, because, let's let's face it, it started. But it just hasn't really started, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's all chess this is moves. all precursor, and I, it was enthralling the entire time. And we won't see anything until 2025 if we're lucky. Uh, I heard that they might get a couple episodes out at the end of 2023, but I would say 2024 is a safer bet. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know what I am glad. I'm, this, this show has made me glad to be a male, uh, number one. For the, good lord, childbirth is just horrible for people. I mean, um, you know, you think throughout the series that Ranares is going to be the one you're going to hate, and it's the one you feel the most sympathy for and empathy for by the time you get to the end. Like everything is taken away from her. Oh, yeah. Kids, oh, yeah. father, crown, yet she's level headed. Uh, 
was a fantastic political episode with with Corliss coming back and betting on her because he actually understood that she wasn't quick to go kill. Um, yeah, but it still it still took his wife, Renice, to convince him of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, so the women are the smarter ones. Yeah, they're the ones uh, running things. I don't know where Damon is at the end of this. Like you, you, you know, he wants to just go kill, 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 but he's still following the queen. Um, you knew that kid, you knew, I knew that when, as soon as she was like, okay, take the dragons to go. I knew one of those kids were going to die. And I knew it was the younger one. Cause that's the one that we've been caring about. Right. Oh yeah. And she said, it's just short flight. It should be easy. Yeah. As soon as he landed and you saw the other big ass dragon, you're like, Oh, he's, he's dead. Dead. He's dead. Totally dead. And, uh, yeah, it all led up to that that part where he just tells he tells Baratheons the well you swore an oath. And he's like, yeah, well this oath I swear over here is going to give me X, Y, and Z. <laughs> you came here with nothing, you know. Mistake number one on Rhaenyra's they didn't buy. <laughs> you have to buy these people. She didn't learn that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. To some, an oath means something, but to some, what does it get me? Yeah, and that was totally on display. Um, and that kid, I was a, a was it Aegon? No, Aegon is the king. Yeah. Uh, Aemon? No, who's the? Do, 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 what is his name? The other. Yeah, you know, Aemon is his name. That's yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Aemon. Yeah, okay. right. Um, I don't know. He did want the eye from him. Like he didn't want to kill him. He just no, wanted no. vent, right? And and both of them, you know, lost control of their dragons. I guess you could say they're both to blame for that, I guess, but not really. It's really Eamon's fault altogether because nothing would have happened if he didn't pursue him. Yeah, had um, he not pursued him, yeah, it wouldn't happen. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, what a great scene. But go pretty, ahead. Good, pretty good effects for a TV show. They spent some money there, There's for, that's for sure. When that when the giant dragon went over the little dragon, you're like, oh, that was sweet. I didn't know I didn't know how much bigger it was. I mean, you can saw it from a distance, the head, but like when you see it like that, you're like, holy shit! It's like the, it's like Princess Leia's ship versus the <laughs> Star Destroyer. Yes, you know that same kind of feeling. You're like, holy crap! Uh, but when he comes up out of the, you know, out of the thing and shoots the fire, I'm like, oh shit! That was a mistake. <laughs> you're like, you're dead now. You pissed that dragon off and neither one could control their dragon. And man, that was crazy. Yeah. Neither one can control the dragon because they're both still kids. They're children. Right. Well, Eamon's a good 19 or 20 at this point, I would think. Right. Is he? I thought he was. I mean, he's, he's definitely very tall, but he is the younger brother to um, Aegon. Aegon looks like he's late teens at best. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he looks so much older with, the, I guess, the patch and the scar makes him. Well, the patch and the fact that somehow in between childhood and now he's like grown. He, he's like a foot taller than Aegon now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's got the cool eye now. Listen, I love both my eyes. I hope I never lose one. But if I do, I want to put a sapphire in my eye. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. The thing about the show is that like, you know, it's not that a ton of stuff happens, but when stuff does happen, it's usually big. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind of hoping they would get to the Starks. They didn't get to the Starks. I wanted to see some Starks. 
but they didn't get to that here. Uh, but clearly by the end, when she finds out that they killed the kid that she turned, you know, the camera, you know, that shit's on at this point. It's. Oh yeah. With the death of uh, Lucerus, the war is on. It's hundred percent, but I still thought we'd see it and say, Oh man. And with the time jumps, like I guarantee you, we're not going to see the very first battle. When we come back to Game of Thrones, he's going to come in the middle of like Battle Three or something with dead people all around, kind of thing. Yes, hundred percent. We're gonna we're gonna be in in Mightiest Race. That'd be kind of a shame. Yeah, but the the way this show's been going, we don't. It's because it's not the you know as much as we want to see those battles and stuff and see that first battle and how cool it would be. That's not the point. The point is, uh, you know, telling the story and sometimes they jump around. Yeah. I was with Damon though, like, don't fucking wait. Blow all the kill all these people here <laughs> that are here. Otto, everyone, fucking just put them on fire. Yeah, the, such restraint because you know Renice had the opportunity, and I her explanation why she didn't burn them all to hell inside the Dragon Keep was it's not my war to start. Okay, that's fair because they're oh, that she done yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. Come. Yeah, yeah, they would have come. Like, the war would have been started had she done that, but she would have started it as not for her, but she would have started it for Rhaenyra, and it's not right. hers to start. So I right. accept that why she did it that way. Yeah, she's a diplomat. She's smart, but I probably would not have let Otto Hightower leave. Oh no, they should have burned that fucker. Oh, all those, like when she landed that thing down. Don't don't even. I wouldn't even have talked. I would have just like burn them all, then take that pin, <laughs> like find that on the ground. <laughs> you know, would have been yeah, cool. I, you know, I have nothing against the act, actor what uh, Reesiphon. Oh, he's great. He's Especially fantastic. He's but I've never wanted to see him die more than I on this show. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's always a good actor, though. Okay, you uh, have you seen Notting Hill? No. All I gotta say is, if you want to see the antithesis of his character in this show, go oh. see that. He's in that, and he's just this lank, lanky uh, British idiot kind of. But he's great. <laughs> I don't know if I seen that. Was that well? That's where he plays a normal British guy, and he ends up falling in love with a big movie star that's played by Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have seen it then. <laughs> I, It's not something I searched out, but he's in that, and it's like, what? That's the same guy? It's fantastic. <laughs> At least I think it's the same guy. Maybe it put me wrong. Okay. He was also good as the lizard, so there's that. Yeah. He, he's just good. Uh, what else on House of Dragon? I mean, I know it's the the finale. It, it, it was so. Did the finale stick the landing for you? Was it the best episode? Was it? Did it pick what you wanted? You know, I probably have to go back and check them all out to see which one was the best episode. But it, it wasn't the weakest, and it's hard. It's hard to pick for me because I thoroughly enjoyed every episode because they kept me glued to my seat. The intrigue and the you know the drama. It was there every single episode, and it slowly built. It knew where it was going, and it got us there. And it 
it's I don't know. It almost didn't care necessarily what we wanted to see. I mean, we got to see some cool shit, no question. But it it would sometimes zig when you think it would zag. Um, like I thought, like I said, first episode. Oh, Civil War starting right here. Second episode. Oh, now the Civil War is coming. Oh, <laughs> it took us all ten episodes, and it's still not here yet. Yet I, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. I it was a slow, like fast burn. Yes. If that makes sense, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I thought it stuck the landing in terms of like, God damn it, I need to see what why why are you stopping here? Yes. So, so it did what's supposed to do. It made, it made me crave a season two. Uh, I know it's been greenlit, so it's not I mean they I think they did that after the first episode aired. Uh yeah. which like why why wouldn't you think it was gonna be a hit, I guess. I guess it's tough to tell, but Well, it's an expensive show, so it is, but they 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 their their numbers went up for that month or whatever for the ten weeks for the, for the two months. It is, yeah. It, it I agree. It hundred percent stuck the landing. It left me not only wanting more but ravenous for more. So I think in that regard, it definitely stuck the landing. I need I I want to watch more this week. I know there's not more this week, and I know I have to probably wait at least a year. And that has left me chuffed. So yeah. good job. Good job. All right. I'm I'm there. We're, we're there with you. And I think that's a good place to end this week's episode. Michael, why don't you tell our listeners how they can t- get a hold of us and tell us what they think about Andor and House of the Dragon or anything that we talked about today, like our news and whatnot. Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kybercast, or if Facebook is more your jam, you can find us on both a page and a group at the Kybercast. We should ask our listeners: Do we need a TikTok? Because we don't do videos, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So the kids are on it. The kids are on it. The kids are on it, but middle-aged men like us are not. I don't know. They are now. I see a bunch of stars trying to get on there and make their money. I'm on it, but I don't. I have not made a single video. I'm on it just. Literally, I watch dog videos. That's what yeah. It'll I tell watch. you. Yeah, whatever you choose, it'll it'll, it'll do. I, oh. I did a I did a dumb video on TikTok. Uh, all the leaves were falling like rains. So I did slow motion and I put like uh, Lord of the Rings music to it, and I got like two hundred and some likes in like an hour. I was like, whoa, oh. <laughs> that's weird. Anyways, uh, you know the best way to help our show. Well, first of all, if you want to check out our Patreon. Again, it's patreon.com slash kybercast if you want to throw something in the tip jar. But the best way, the best way to help out our show is to smash the subscribe button on your pod catcher. And even better, tell a friend about the show. Uh, we really appreciate all the forwards and, and you know, referrals to our show. That's how the show grows. And, and we have been growing, so we're very thankful for that. So. Let them know they can listen to us on pretty much any podcatcher that's out there from Apple to Spotify to Pocket Cast, iHeart even, and Amazon. Uh, we're all there. Uh, another way to listen to our shows, go directly to our website at kybercast.com. We post all the episodes there, and you can stream them for free at our website. You can also check out uh, some of the swag that we have, T-shirts and all that stuff. Christmas is coming. That's all I'm saying. Uh, might want to get some cool Kybercast gear. We'd love to see that once in a while. There'll be a dream in in the wild here at GR to have somebody wear one 
of our t-shirts would be sweet that's not us that, that's not us exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyways uh, next week is Andor we'll talk uh, some Tales of the Jedi and I think it's the week before Wakanda Forever comes out so that's going to be some big buzz it's getting huge uh, first glance uh, ratings from from the people that got to see it early I've already seen the news that it's uh, already killing it so we've got that coming up and hopefully between now and next Thursday I go see Black Adam and, and tell you all about it so anything else for you Michael I'm good alright so for Michael and I that'll do it this week Till then this is the way I have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway